Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Native languages, traditions, cultures, that is what we are about to look at now. The influence of the modern world as compared to one's roots, one's background, one's uh, origins. Tamsankla Di Malinga, author and political consultant at Kabai Management Consultants, joins us on the line now to discuss the importance of native languages. Are native languages still relevant in this current digital age? Should parents still teach native languages and culture to children, or should they preach more global language? Tamsankla, good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, good morning, Michael, and good morning to the listeners of ChaiFM. Thank you so much uh, once again, uh, Tamsankla, for uh, yeah, taking the time to just unpack this uh, issue of traditions and cultures and languages. So from your perspective, what are the pros and cons to this? What, what are we facing in this day and age? Well, we're living in a very global society nowadays. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one would say, we do not need to teach native languages because, you know, we're living in a society where you look at, for example, our kids are not limited to staying in one country. Um, right. You're raising your kids to go overseas, for example, to, to, to grow up in another society. So what, what's the need for them to stick to a native language? Right. You know, so that, that, that is the, 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 the one aspect of it to say, let's mm-hmm. not limit ourselves to restricting ourselves to native languages. Let's look at our global languages. I'll give you an example. My, I always tell my kids to say, I do not want you to limit yourself to South Africa. Uh, in fact, I don't want you in South Africa. I'm, I'm not sending you to school to limit yourself to South Africa. I want you out of the country. My son is teaching himself. Japanese because he wants to be in Japan. He wants to see himself in Japan, and mm. my daughter is teaching, teaching herself Korean. Um, I think because she she's obsessed with this um, Korean group. I think they call themselves the Stray Kids. So that's how now she's now teaching herself South, uh, South Korean, and she wants to go to South Korea um, even just to visit the country, and she so that she's being she should be able to communicate. Sure. So that, that those, those are the kids that we, we we're raising nowadays. But at the same time, um, because language is not just a matter of communication, language is also um, cultural, you know. Indeed. Um, I, say, I say to them, but you also need to be able to speak in Isisulu, mm-hmm. you know, because you need to be able to be able to communicate with, with some of your cousins. You need to be able to understand some of the things that we are doing as a family when, when, when they are, um, you know, cultural yeah, events at home. You know, um, my son would wake up and say, you know, I, I dreamt there were some old ladies and they were talking to me in a language that I do not understand. You know? Right. And, and I'll kick myself because um, I've, I've raised them to, to speak in, in, in English. Sure. And I, I, do not, I do not blame myself for that because I'm, I'm, I'm teaching them. I, I, I kept them on one language for a specific reason, and and that was for many. It was for medical purposes because my son was born um, unable to communicate for a larger extent, and the the, the speech therapist said keep him in, keep him on one language for 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 a long time, and then he you can then teach him other languages after some time. Sure. So you know people would say why does he speak one language, and I'd say you know people are very judgmental to that extent, but I'd say no, I'm teaching him is Zulu. 
hence he, he speaks English, but he wakes up and says, I've, I've dreamt of, of, of uh, Umkulu, because he still remembers his grandfather, and he says, but I didn't understand what he was saying. Right. So now that's when the cultural aspect of the language comes in. That's, right. the, that, that's the advantage of the language, because it is very cultural. So we need to also maintain that of teaching our children the, the, the native languages, because language is as that component of it, the cultural aspect of it. Tamsanka, okay, so lang- when you look at language, it's such a, it's, uh, it, it represents a distinct connection between individuals and kind of society, cultures, call it what you may. Um, would you agree that, you know, if we're seeing this kind of, uh, shall we say, deterioration and disconnect regarding languages and cultures, it's also going to lead to societal, different societal behavior. Uh, and if we, if we put as an example discipline, if we look at that, what, what, how, what, how one relates uh, uh, language to, uh, to an individual and uh, society, as I've mentioned, have you noticed an alarming, as I use the word disconnect, in that sense regarding uh, this language issue? Yeah, there, there is a huge um, disconnect, um, Michael, in, in the sense that, you know, when, when you talk about um, societies and, 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 and language as such, you find um, a sense that, in, in, like, like, like I've mentioned, you know, with, within, within, our, within our society, as, uh, for example, within our, I've noticed within the black society, mm-hmm. if, if there is, you know, one child who doesn't speak a, 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 a native language, there, there tends to be a huge disconnect within that, between that child and other children right. um, as mm-hmm. such. For example, um, I, I grew up in, 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 a, in a street where there were so many languages spoken. I'm, I'm very fluent in Isizulu, which is my, 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 my native language. I'm mm-hmm. fluent in Sisutu, which is a language that is spoken by the family across the street mm-hmm. where the children grew up to be my friends. I'm fluent in Sitwana. I'm fluent in Isikosa, which is the nat- uh, native language um, from my maternal side of the family. So, you know, because I'm, I can speak those four languages, native languages of black people within the country, I'm, I'm very connect. I, I can easily connect with, with with people across those, those types of societies. But right. you know, when when you when you can't, there tends to be a very dis, a huge disconnect. Um, mm. That that is the one thing that is creating such a huge disconnect within South Africa society in particular. Um, you find if you go to Limbobo, mm-hmm. for example, and you can't communicate with the people in Limbobo, you are now becoming an outcast. If you go to KZN and you can't speak um, Isizulu, um, you, you become very a, a huge, um, you know, outcast, you know, stick out like a sore thumb. Right. So language also tends to cause that type of a disconnect within the society. You right. know, but, yeah. Tamsanka, okay, so it seems as if we're dealing with a, a generational issue here too, uh, just to reflect back on what you mentioned earlier. Very really. much. Um, so how, how then going forward, would you, what, what ideas or shall we say solutions could you broach to at least um, retain you know, cultural and uh, societal uh, principles and what have you in terms of language, as well as, you know, relate to 
this global world that's ever that's ever expanding, as you mentioned earlier on. I, I think you know. I always when I when I talk about the issue of the the, the language and the globalization of of native language, mm-hmm. I always use Afrikaans um, when I talk to people. Last week we were having a discussion with friends, and I say, you know, the one thing that we need to take as an example from the Africa's language is how they were, uh, the Africans were able to use the issue of their language to take the language and learn, you know, the, 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 the global system. Mm-hmm. But coming, they came back and then used the language to, to, to just interpret and, and write and contextualize the global system and put it in their own language, and and it 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 it, it so enabled the the, the, the African community to understand the, the the global economics, the global right. sciences, mm-hmm. and everything in their own language, and they are able they were able to advance greatly and able to 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 develop the the, the, the economies of of, the, of of South Africa. The same with the Chinese, you know. So we, we, we need to approach native languages from that uh, perspective to say right. there are not languages that are primitive. There are languages that we can use to actually advance um, ourselves and, and find a niche for ourselves within the global context. Because right. if we then use those languages for our kids to mm-hmm. understand the global economy, the global um, world, they can be able to interpret it and 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 understand it in, and 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 much more better using their own language and then be able to 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 to, to participate in it. So it, it's a matter of just being open-minded about it and not right. see those languages as very primitive. Indeed, I think uh, the bottom line there, Tom Sanka, just to wrap up the conversation, is an inherent uh, inner discipline to at least recognize yes. your cultures, like you've given the example of the Chinese, but I would go further to give the example of perhaps the Japanese and the Germans. They have their cultures, but they have embraced English to at least relate to the global you know, arena of industry and what have you, whilst retaining their identity and culture.